Blog Talk Radio. Edition of the Pajama Party and one of your Papa Didi. I'm your kettle. Yo, yo. Hello, kettle. You out there? And red wine. Oh, fly, darling. There she is. Hey, kettle. Hey, what's going on? How you doing? I'm doing just fine, thank you. Good, good. All right. Hmm. Thought she was Mark Apton for a minute there. <laughs> no, I'm here, Papa. Okay. She didn't have her microphone on. That's what happened. User error. Unmute. You know how that goes. Unmute. Oh, mm-hmm. Talking on mute. You know how folks do. All right. Happy Friday, everybody. Did I say that already? Happy Friday. All right. We made it through another week. Whew. What's good with you, Papa D? How much? Just winding down from the week of all the, you know, going on, as they say. Mm-hmm. All right. Kettle, what's up with you? Oh, I'm yeah, fine. How's everybody? Yeah, I'm, I'm I'm hanging in here, trying to cool off from the heat. You know, this weather's been going up and down. It was 90 degrees a day, so just trying to cool off. Definitely. Yeah. Mm, I came in from the north. It wasn't that, wasn't that hot up there? Well, I like it hot. Just saying. All right. Yeah. <laughs> Bring it on. Bring it on. All right, Papa Didi, what's our, uh, hmm. well, whatever we call it, what are we going to kick it off with tonight? Oh, man. You got a question for us? Yeah, the question tonight is, um, let's kick it off with uh, Governor DeSantis, is that his name? Hmm. Your boy from Florida. Yeah. Now, yeah. yeah. you know, what gets me is that all the deception that goes on, you know, instead of taking their life or their job serious, a lot of these politicians like to throw deception out there. Could they think, oh, I guess some of them are, a lot of Americans are so foolish that they fall for anything, you know, they just fall for anything. But the question is, I think that, DeSantis from Florida, I don't think he's running for president, okay? And i tell you why, okay? That's just my opinion. But let me know that if you fell for the, the height that he's a candidate for president. First of all, 
he just got reelected for the governor of Florida. Mm-hmm. Okay? Now, fresh in the job. He's in the middle of a big changeover of taking over Disney and a bunch of other stuff. The don't say gay situation and everything else he got going on. And he's the big cheese. Popular. People like him. He's got a big mouth. People follow his suit. I don't think he's going to move that cushion job he got. I think he's going to let Donald Trump put his toes in the water in 2024. And I don't think he's going to get in the middle of that. But he's got everybody all hyped up about this and that. Even if he gets in the primary, I don't even think he, he just wants to get himself known. But I think that man is really destined to run in, in 2028. What do y'all think? Mm. I think he is going to run. Even though he got reelected okay. as the governor, I think he has high aspirations. I think settling for governor of one state is not enough to soothe his ego. I think he is an egomaniac, and I think he wants more. He wants it all. And I just can't see him passing that opportunity. I think he's been laying low. He's not really saying one way or the other. Uh, I, I heard this week that President Biden is allegedly going to announce next week his plans to run for re-election, which I, I ain't even going to comment on that one. But I do think that DeSantis is going to run. I just think, you know, based on his ego and where he seems to be moving, the way he's moving, I think he's stretching out. And I think he's going to go for the whole enchilada. And give up, and give up Florida just like that. Yes. I think if it means to sacrifice, it's like when you play chess, you sacrifice your pawn if it's for the greater good to advance your queen. So I think if he had to sacrifice Florida to win all the states, I think he would. If he thought he really could win. Now, I don't think he's going to do it if he doesn't feel like his chances are really good at winning, because that would be stupid. But that's just my opinion. What you think, Hal? Um, is that the question back to me again? I mean, what's your, what's your you know, topic? Do you think, do you think uh, DeSantis, the governor of uh, Florida, you think he's really going to run for president or he's just pulling our leg? Because he he's he's a, he just he just got reelected as governor of Florida. I mean, he's hyping up and, and making people think that, but I don't think he's going to run. I don't. I think at the last minute he'll say he's dropping out of it. He's not going. Even if he does, he's not taking it serious. He wants to put his name out there, but but he's got too much going on with Disney and everything else. You know what? Is, you know what it's like to be able to have to take over Disney now that you've told them that they See, can't. He's not do taking over Disney. He just has a lot of influence. Oh, hold up. Wait a minute. Oh, 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 no, no. The question to me, so I'm, I'm getting ready to answer. Yeah, go ahead. So, go ahead. I think there's a lot of front runners, um, just like all these elections. It's probably about 10 or 12 people that are front runners. They go through the process, but then, you know, as time goes on, they drop off. So I think he is just 
probably um, I'm kind of in the middle of what you're saying, yes and no. He said he's going to run. He's going to run. He's not going to do the full race. This is, I think this is just a ploy to, 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 to get um, uh, 45 in. That's all. Yeah. You know, because those two, you know, he, he's a supporter of Trump. So I think he's really there to support Trump. I think he's just like, it's like a shadow type uh, running that, that he's doing. He's going to drop off eventually. He's not going to yeah, take the not, full race. He's not going to give up Florida. Not now. So, no. He's living, he's so, living yeah. too large. And he's just in there for a minute, and that's it. He's just going to drop off. That's, you know, Well, you know, at one time, in order to run for something, you had to give up your current job, but they changed that. Yeah. You know, that was real risky, but now they done changed the rules, and people can play around with this and keep the other thing. And, yeah, they let you, you know, straddle the fence now, and that's not it right. It didn't used to be like that. If you're going to toss your hat in, then toss the other hat out, but now you're right. Yeah, I think that Trump is going to do the whole 24 thing. Even though, even all the rest of them too, Pence, all of them, they're they're not, you know, they they don't have what it takes. They they can't. Pence doesn't have a ghost of a chance. No, he's he's so spineless and mealy mouthed, and he he would never yeah. be able to garner the support of the uh, Republican Party. Never. Yeah, he's another one if they're perpetrating. They're not going. They none of them are going to step in front of Trump. None of them. They ain't got the heart. Okay. But anyway, yeah, that was uh, I was just curious about how y'all felt about that because I don't really think the Santos is going to, you know. No, we will see if he's serious or if he just blowing smoke, or like Kettle said, if he just propping up Trump. Because that was a good point, Kettle. If his whole point is just to basically get in the way of others, because he's strong enough to knock out some of the weaker people like pimps and some others, knock them out, and then once you eliminate some of the other weaklings, then when he decides, yeah, you know what, I'm going to tap out, then that just opens the path wide for 45. So, yeah, that might be a strategy. But all right, let's keep it moving and get to the rundown. What you got for us tonight, Kettle? What's the plan? What's the plan? Break it down. All right. Tonight, we have a pretty good lineup tonight. Um, I'll end focus. Four recent shootings in U.S. highlight risks posed by proliferation of guns. Also, man accused of shooting girl. Parent arrested in Florida. Also, D.C. reform bill. And police charge white man for shooting black teen boy who had wrong address. Also, a cocktail of the week. Um, what's popping with Papa Didi? Uh, weird news. Of course, we have to lighten it up a little bit. Cannabis Company made 420-pound chocolate bar in honor of 420. Also, German firefighters flee um, uncooperative squirrel from manhole cover. And Champagne of Beers leaves French producers frothing. Also, I'm just saying with red wine, living for the city with Papa Didi. My Hollywood wrap-up tonight, the kiss it list, and the last word. So sit back, relax, get your favorite cocktail, and we'll be back with info. 
It's another Friday night at the Pajama Party Show, and we're here with our PJs on because you know we don't allow clothes in here. If you enjoyed the Pajama Party Show, why not invite a friend or tell a neighbor to tune in right now? Go ahead and text them. I'll wait. Tell them to call us right now at 914-803-4306. And if they want to join in on the conversation, tell them to press 1 so that we'll know they have something to say. We'd love to meet your neighbors, friends, and relatives, so send them a text, email them, or call them up and tell them to join us for the Pajama Party live on Blog Talk Radio. The more the merrier. Or is it Misery Loves Company or whichever? Tell them to call us up on 914-803-4306 if they just want to listen or press 1 if you want to join the conversation. Now let's get back to the crew and more of the Pajama Party Show while I try to find out who hid the belt from my robe. I tell you the truth. Y'all know you're so wrong for that. Hi, welcome back to Pajama Party. I'm your host, Papa D. I'm here with Kettle. Hello. And Red Wine. Bonsoir, darling. All right, it's time to go into In Focus. And I've got the first one. Um, tonight, we're really focusing on gun violence. So our stories tonight are really just looking at several events that have happened this week or recently all circling around the problem of gun violence in the United States. So I'm going to kick it off with this first one about four recent shootings in the United States are highlighting risks posed by the proliferation of guns. Now, this story is about a North Carolina man who's been accused of shooting a six-year-old girl, her name is Kinsley White, and her parents after a basketball rolled into his yard. This man was arrested just yesterday in Florida following a three-day manhunt. And during a brief court appearance on uh, this morning, Rob, Robert Louis, Lewis, I'm sorry, Robert Lewis Singletary, who's 24 years old, waived extradition to Gaston County, North Carolina, where he's facing four counts of attempted first-degree murder two counts of assault with a deadly weapon with the intent to kill, inflicting serious injury, and one count of being a felon in possession of a firearm in connection with the April 18th shooting. Now, Kinsley, uh, who happens to be a brother, who had uh, bullet fragments, I'm sorry, Kinsley is the little girl. She was shot by a brother. Uh, Kinsley, who had bullet fragments removed from her cheek, uh, and her mother were treated at a local hospital and later released. Um, and that's according to the Gaston County Police Sheriff, Police Chief uh, Stephen Zill. Now, there was another man who was a neighbor who also was shot at but not hit. And the girl's father was seriously injured and is still in the hospital in Charlotte, North Carolina. Now, the brother who did all this shooting, Singletary, is being held without bond on a fugitive warrant pending all of these charges. And according to authorities, this brother is also facing charges for allegedly assaulting his girlfriend with a mini sledgehammer. 
like, dude, what what is up with you? You know, if this is true that you attacked your girlfriend with a mini sledgehammer, and then you went off on this on this group of people or this little girl over a ball that rolled up on your lawn, what what is going on with people being so? I don't know what quick tempered. Why would you? Why would that be your first reaction if somebody was on your lawn? trying to retrieve a ball, your reaction is to go get a gun and start shooting? I, I just don't I don't get it. I just don't get it. And this is the latest in a string of shootings that made national headlines in the past week, triggered by seemingly innocuous encounters, all of them involving young victims. That's the crazy part. It's like a lot of young people now that are involved in these shootings. Kids, teenagers, young folks, you know, uh, gunfire in the U.S. has increased 50% since uh, or between 2019 when there was, in 2019, 1,732 deaths. And in 2021, there were 2,590 deaths. And more children and teens were killed by gunfire in 2021 than any year since that. Uh, since 1999, according to the CDC, who has been tracking this type of data. Um, overall, the rate of gun deaths in, since 2021 has hit the highest mark in nearly three decades. And that's according to a study that came out last November in the Journal of American Medical Association. I mean, what's what's going on? <laughs> A ball rolled into this man's yard? Well, they said that that was his rules. Don't nobody give a dang on about your rules. How are you going to come out shooting over a ball? I'm just, I mean, I've heard of people falling out over kids ran across your flowers and your garden and all. But the worst that they would do is yell at you, curse you out go tell your parents, or something to that degree. But, I mean, is this where we are now as a nation? Your ball rolls up on the lawn, and now your your life is on the line? Come on. Folks need to really take it down. I mean, there's already a known statistic that says there are more guns in this country than there are people. Now, that's a problem. Why are there more guns than people in this country? Why? Who needs that many weapons? Hmm. I, I'm just saying. Something's got to give. That's all I got I on that. It's a society, I guess people are desensitized. They just are afraid just to open the door. My thing is, okay, if you don't know who's at the door, look out the window. And talk through, talk through the window or talk through the door. Why are we opening doors and shooting? It's just, it's just senseless. It doesn't make any sense. Now, I, I kind of contributed to the area. Uh, seem like it's mainly in the south or the, the Midwest where they do have more guns. Um, you know, it's almost like the wild, wild west thing. You know, everybody need to carry a gun. You know, to prove themselves or to 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 um, you know protect themselves. 
That's what it seems like it's coming to. That, that's in the South. <laughs> I mean, but what what happened to, I'll just go back to when, when I was growing up. We used to harass a neighbor who we felt was just very anti-kid, and because of that, we would harass her. But it would have never crossed my mind that she might have shot us. All she used to do was yell at us. And we used to do stuff just so she could come out and yell at us because it was entertaining to us when we were little. So we would run across her lawn, run between her hedges and all of that, and she would come out and yell at us and shake her fists and all. And that was the extent of it. What happened to that? Why couldn't this man come out, even if he had cursed his child out, why couldn't he come out and tell her, get the F off my lawn? Get your MF and ball and get the F off my lawn. Why, why, why couldn't he do that? Why you come out with a gun time, and start bang, bang, bang? Times, times have changed, and people are just not tolerating a lot of BS that they use. If you're on my property, I want you off my property. And to me, they don't own the property. It's the city that owns the property. But people don't think like that. Okay, I bought this house. My this is my area is my property because there 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 are shows that show um, neighbors that can't get along. You know, you come one inch over my property, I'm gonna either shoot you or are we gonna be having a fight? I mean, it doesn't make any sense to me. Why can't we no. all just get along? That's what Rodney King said. Let's just all get along. Not, Not understand. At all. But you what, know what, Kevin? You fired over there. <laughs> It's surprising today. I mean, with all those recent shootings, it's just, I don't, I don't, I can't explain it. And you know, people that's holding a gun and pulling the trigger, don't they realize the power behind that gun? And when that bullet comes out, it comes out fast. And you need to be pointing that gun in the right direction or something. But they just people are just shooting. They don't even. They don't care. They don't care. That guy didn't ask the black guy nothing. That is the. Uh, President, he just went on and shot him. What you doing to my door? And oh, that was another story, yeah. Yeah, that's that, all deep. It's real deep. But you know what, Carol, to your point about neighbors not getting along, I, this one, this other story I saw, it, it did not uh, end in anybody being shot. But just to show you how contrary neighbors can be when they're being petty and fighting with each other. I read a a story, and I can't remember the city now, but a neighbor, I mean, a person moved into a neighborhood and bought this house that was all stucco, you know, all made out of stucco. And it was, Mm -hmm. um, you know, it, it, it needed a paint job. It needed, you know, something. So the person who lived next to them was like the, H, the homeowners association lead or something, they decided to go tell this new neighbor, you need to make that look better, and we have rules and this and that. You need to paint your house. Well, this new neighbor didn't appreciate being, t- being told, you need to paint your house. So this jerk-off went and bought some pink Pepto-Bismol pink paint and painted the whole house, walkway and everything, in Pepto-Bismol pink. Pissed off the entire neighborhood 
But this person did not care. They were just like, you know what, I don't appreciate being told that my stuff doesn't look right and I need to paint it. So, okay, I painted it. (laughs) I don't care if you don't like the color I picked. It's done. So that to me just shows me how petty and, and, you know, just how silly people can be. Now, in this case, like I said, nobody got shot. But that was petty. Now, you know daggone well, don't nobody want to see a a Pepto-Bismol pink house in the middle of the neighborhood. But this person did it just out of spite. And I'm like, all right, you got to live in that pink house. But they didn't care. They just were trying to get back at the person who said, your joint is ugly, paint it. (laughs) So I'm just saying, you know, people do some crazy stuff out here. But, you know, with all of this gun violence going on, I I just feel like when you look at people who have, like, collections of a lot of weapons and guns and stuff, my question to them is, you only have two hands. How many guns do you really need? If you say it's for your protection or the protection of your home, your property, your family and all that, If an invader comes into your house, are you really going to go and look in your collection and say, huh, there's an invader in my house. Let me figure out which one of my guns out of my collection that I'm going to shoot them with. I'm just asking. You know, it's like, come on, y'all, do you really need five, six, seven, eight, ten, twelve guns? Come on. Yep. Need those things to stay safe. I think that's what it is. You know, people have stuff surrounded around them. They need guns to stay safe. But do you need a whole collection of them? A closet full? Uh, Like I said, if somebody breaks into your basement, are you going to really go to your closet and try to figure out, or wherever you keep your guns, try to figure out which one am I going to use today? Or are you just going to grab any of them? I'm just saying, you know, it's like how many do you need? Anytime there's more guns than there are people in this country, to me that says that there's an imbalance and and something else that's gone awry. Uh, Just my opinion. But anyway, we'll move on. I'm done. I'm going to get off my box for a minute. I'm going to pass the soapbox to you, Kel. I'm going to pass the soapbox (laughs) to Kel. All right, Kel, in focus. What's your focus on? Um, it's a couple of things. Um, man was accused of shooting a girl. Gun thing. Talk about all night. Uh, man accused of shooting girl. Parents arrested in Florida. Uh, a, a North Carolina man was accused of shooting and wounding a six-year-old girl and her parents after children went to retrieve a, a basketball that had rolled into his yard was arrested in Florida. Um, his name is um, Singletary, Robert Singletary. He was 24, was arrested in the Tampa area. Um, he was being held without bail on a fugitive warrant. He's scheduled to appear in court with us today. So um, the chief uh, Mr. Zill said in a news conference on Wednesday that 
is the uh, Department of the U.S. Marshal Service's Regional Fugitive Task Force had been conducting a broad search for signatory. Uh, he fled after the Tuesday night shooting uh, near Gavastonia, a city of roughly 80,000 people west of Charlotte. Singletary had been out on a bond in a December attack in which authorities say he assaulted a woman with a hammer. He was wanted in the uh, Tuesday shooting on four counts of attempted first-degree murder, two counts of assault with a deadly weapon with the intent to kill, inflicting serious injury, and one count of being a felon in possession of a firearm. So this guy had a lot of issues on Oh, yeah. It doesn't say anything about the mental health. He just just tripping. He's only tw- he's only twenty four. Mm. How are you twenty four? Oh. Now you've thrown your life away. Right. So you know, first of all, you, I mean, yeah, twenty four. Right. He he is a war for being being out already, and then you do this. He shot the six-year-old girl and her parents just to retrieve basketball. It's like, mm-hmm. look, something going on somebody's property. Guess what? It's gonna stay there because I'm, I'm, I'm afraid of being shot. It's just, I know that's it's right. So, so, hopefully they they're gonna find this guy. Oh, if they found him, um, and the prosecutor just pull it. It's crazy. Um, also uh, in focus is also the D.C. Reform Bill. If you guys are not familiar with that, it's a um, comprehensive policing and justice reform amendment that's in response to the nationwide police brutality protest against George Floyd's murder in 2020 to include a number of police accountability measures. So the House passed resolution to block the D.C. policing bill. Um, the House voted on Wednesday to pass the GOP-led resolution to block the D.C. policing bill aimed at accountability and reform. The vote took place not too long after similar measures sparked tensions and division uh, among the um, Democrats. So in March, President Biden um, said he would not veto a different resolution to rescind a D.C. crime law, a move that sparked outcry from congressional Democrats who argued the White House had not made its position clear before the White House. Um, of course, Republican supporters of the resolution say that the D.C. Policing Act would weaken the power of law enforcement across officers to effectively respond to crime and have labeled it as, as an anti-police law. Um, of course, they're divided Democrats and Republicans. Um, the bill that the resolution was blocked was passed by the D.C. Council, and it's called the Comprehensive Policing and Justice Reforming Amendment Act. So, um, in short, it includes provisions related to improving police accountability and transparency, officer discipline and use of form uh, force reforms and improving access to body camera reforms. So what do you guys think about this, this particular bill? I think they should go ahead and pass it. Uh, they have more accountability for these police, police officers or, or not? 
Yeah, they definitely, you know, anything that gives more accountability. Because, I mean, just like there's a story in California right now, you know, police, mm-hmm. you know, when police are, are over the top and racist and barbaric and all that, I mean, that's a real ego job, you know. I mean, mm-hmm. I know police have a real hard job to do, but some of them, once they get in with their buddies, you know, and they got a little regime going, mm-hmm. like the ones that killed the the, the gentleman in uh, Memphis, Mm-hmm. Once they got their little their little blue badge of honor going on and they and their little and their feelings and doing their own thing, they don't they don't care. Oh, wow. I mean, they they act like they they can do what they they can go down the wrong street backwards. They can drive a hundred miles an hour. They got shotguns in the trunk. You know they just they got all kind of stuff going on. So they really need to be reformed and regulated in some res, some respect. I don't think it's the bill's a good move. I don't. I don't see why not. You know, why are you trying to knock it down? They need to do something. Yeah. I agree. So. I sit on my info. Hmm. Well, this next story is a story that's been the biggest topic of uh of the week, pretty much. You know the. Uh, The gentleman that uh, shot that black teen, and uh, first of all, praise God he's out of the hospital. You know, that's that's just one of the biggest praises going right now. This happened in Kansas City, Missouri, as we all well know. It's been uh, documented over the last few days. Just want to reiterate it. This man has finally been charged with uh, armed assault after he shot a black teenager who rang his doorbell by mistake. Now, a lot of people are setting themselves up for the perfect storm. You know, they live in a neighborhood that they've been that they have outlived. But they would have changed. You know? I'm part of resident I'm part of a resident area myself that used to be complete or at least eighty percent Caucasian at one time. You know, and now it's eighty percent Hispanic with the replacement of all the Caucasians. And I'm like, well, first of all, where'd they go? And where'd these other people come from? And why didn't anybody tell me nothing? So I've been sitting back 20 years watching people come and go, come and go, come and go. Maybe I just was working or whatever, preoccupied with my life. But I look up and the whole neighborhood's changed. I mean, every nook and cranny has changed. Everything from supermarkets to dollar stores to dollar generals to Spanish bodegos and, and you name it, Spanish restaurants and all this stuff right before my eyes. But a lot of people aren't ready for that, and they're not ready to change on that. And like I said, if a, if a neighborhood was 80% Caucasian and 75% got out, that 5% that is still there of a certain age or a certain ethnicity, you know, they're going to have their level of racism about them because, for one, they're pissed off they couldn't get out like their buddies did, you know. So they're stuck now around all these Hispanics and these Negroes. So they're like, wow, look at the neighborhood. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. Well, all your white friends left. You know, you're complaining about something and your buddies are gone. They either passed on. Another generation's here, but, you know, they're down the way in the the township. And you still live in the city and you're complaining 
So what they do, I'm saying all that to say that, like, this man that shot this black guy, they complain and complain in their house to their self at the window in the mirror, you know, about stuff, the neighborhood, all the blacks that are walking around, blah, 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 blah. And this man was 84 years old. So if you're 84 right now, that means you were born in 1939. 39. All right? Which is 10 years later than my own parents who are now deceased and this man is still living and he's only 10 years younger than my parents so 84 years old so he has a Caucasian mindset that's 84 years old 84 he's thinking real different born in 1939 and the neighborhood's changed right before his eyes, but he didn't get out. He wanted to keep his little house that he'd been living in since 1952. You know, 1952, we put this house, me and your mother, da This neighborhood was all white, da 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 Now, everybody around him is gone. He's still there. So he done packed up his guns in there, and he's like, you know, hey, he's thinking in his mind. Boy, I tell you what, anybody coming my way, I'm going to blow their head off. I'm going to I'm going to blow the head off. Let him come to my door. I'll blow the head off. And he's saying that over and over to himself. And one day, last week, the perfect storm happened. Somebody came up to your property just as casual and innocent as they wanted to be. And you came to that door with that 1939 disposition, your old ass, all your other white friends are gone. You're left in the neighborhood now that is now black and Hispanic, which was white, but your ass got left behind. So the guy comes to the door, and you look, instead of wondering or yelling through the door, what do you want? What do you need? No, you just said, oh, let me get my gun. Oh, shit. Oh, shit. Oh, and all your inner fantasies came true. And you decided to, you didn't say nothing. You just came up to the door and said, what the hell is this guy doing in my bag? And, so and you know, as, as we always said in the hood back in the day, is that if you shoot somebody in your house, make sure you pull them in your house, right? That shows they were in your house trying to rob you. Don't let them get out. Don't let them get away. This is just what my parents told me. He said, if you, 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 you attack somebody in your house, but leave him in that living room so when the cops come, they know that he's in your living room, which gives you a better defense. But this guy shoots the guy on the damn porch through the door. Don't even open the door. Don't discuss any dialogue at all. Just pull the trigger. Now, I can understand how they said, even though the guy's out of the hospital, I can understand how he's shell-shocked. His whole family is. He's just completely shell-shocked that a bullet came through the window out of nowhere. And then he came outside and shot him again. Now, what the hell is on your mind? And then, thank God, the man's grandchild talked about, we don't even talk to him. He's crazy as hell, yada, yada, yada. Mm -hmm. And the grandchild has, like, dreads in his hair. You can see he's of a Caucasian nature, but he's, his hair is kind of dreaded. Yeah. So it's like, 
Like I said, we every, all know how Grandpa is. Everybody's changing before your eyes, and you were born 1939, and you didn't change. So the perfect storm, the perfect storm happened because of you laying dormant in that house for years and years and years. Then his wife, she said, "Oh, he's crazy as hell." You know, she spoke up, said he's crazy, and then he had nerve to walk into the courtroom like he's so frail and need a cane and bent over and slumped over, walking off slow. Well, you sure didn't grab that damn gun slow, did you? Mm-hmm. And you had, he plead not guilty? Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. And with all that limping with that cane and leaned over, your trigger finger don't need no cane on to do it. Cause you huh. sure pulled the shit out of that trigger. So that's an interesting story. We're going to definitely follow to see what happens to this man. And I hope that they don't, the jury don't go easy on him because now the boy's out of the hospital and he's okay, you know, but... uh, Or because of his age. Don't take it easy yeah. because he's old. Because he still was the aggressor in that situation. It's all about the jury, I'm telling you. But I'm saying, he was the aggressor. This young man just had the wrong street. It was, what was it? That he was looking for something street and it was something after Terror, No, it was terrorist. Terrorist. So it was an honest mistake, but because he never even opened a dialogue... To say anything, he never found that out. He just wanted to talk through through a pistol or whatever kind of gun. He could have said terrorists are down the street or anything. Yeah, he could have said, who are you looking for? Because at 84, chances are no young black male is on the other side of your door looking for you. Looking for you, yeah. So you could have just said, who are you looking for? And he would have said, oh, I was here to pick up my cousin. He could have just said you got the wrong address. That would have you squashed it. But if you say anything at all, you ain't got to say nothing. Just wait him out and let him leave. Yeah, that was a choice. You know, how long we do that for, you know, religious peddlers and people like that? Yeah, solicitors, things like mm-hmm. that. You ain't always got to say, who is this? Though. I look out the window. Oh, oh yeah. I'm not going to say no religions on the air. You'd be like, oh, that's them. You know, and you wait it out. You go back and finish watching TV. Come back 10 minutes later, and they're gone. They're not going to hang around for you on the answer to the door, but come right to the door and shoot a gun out the door. And to then, me, that's a mental health issue. If it's something that heavy on your mind no, he's really, that you feel like you're so fearful, as he claimed, he was afraid. Don't take race out of the issue now. Don't, don't no, I'm saying this man said he was afraid. I'm like, afraid of what? You saw a young black male, and your in your fear level went through the roof. Yeah, but you're afraid. What are you scared of? Wait a minute, you're afraid, but you got the gun. Exactly. You're the one with the gun. You're the one inside the house, but you're scared. Yeah. That's why I said it. To, when we keep talking about when people pull the trigger and everybody wants to throw mental health in, they need to start looking at mental health of people like this. It's not always the the school shooters and stuff. It's shooters like this. What's up with his mental health? Anyway, what you got to say, Kendall? <laughs> I think you guys are on something. Um, that's probably not going to come out. So they they probably just going to attribute to the man just being old and afraid. You know. Mm, yeah. Okay. But there's something else going on with that. You know. <laughs> But his wife can already say he's crazy. His, his grandchild says he's crazy. 
He said, yeah, Grandpa, Grandpa's crazy. We don't even talk to him no more. He lost his damn mind. And the wife said, yeah, we married 14 years, and I divorced that ass. He's crazy as hell. So hmm. the fact he's crazy has been documented. Yeah, we'll so. see if that comes up in the in the uh, court proceeding. It all depends I'm on the jury, sure. you know. That's going to be part of his defense, I'm quite sure. It'll be part of his defense. And he'll walk in there in his wheelchair and all his shit, yeah. smell like Ben Gay. Looking pathetic. I'm old. Yeah. Have mercy on me, I'm old. Yeah. Yeah, whatever. All right. Well, that wraps up the uh, In Focus. I guess we'll take a quick break, and then uh, we're coming back with uh, the cocktail of the week, which is uh, really needed after all of the bang-bang shoot 'em up stories we covered tonight. So we're going to take a quick break, and then we're coming back with Kettle, who's got a good cocktail of the week for us uh, on the Pajama Party Show. Be right back. This is the Pajama Party on Blog Talk Radio. The Pajama Party is produced by DC Homegrown Entertainment at www.dchomegrown.com. The views and opinions expressed on this program are those of the Pajama Party crew and you. So pick up the phone and dial 914-803-4306. That's 914-803-4306. And tell us what's on your mind. There's a big fluffy pillow reserved just for you at the pajama party. So call us now. And remember, it's PJs only, no clothes allowed. Pass it on. Log on to www.apajamaparty.com and click the Listen Live banner or call 914-803-4306. Now let's get back to the crew and more of the pajama party. Is it tea time, darling? Hi, right, welcome back to John Party. I'm on the Hills, Papa Didi. I'm here with Kettle. Hello. And Red Wine. Hi, Bonsoir, darling. Woo, it's time to get your sip on with Kettle and the cocktail of the week. Week, week, week. All right, Kettle. What you got for us this week? All right. This is a good one. It's called the Kick Boxer Cocktail. Is a classic cocktail from the mid-1800s that features rum and raspberry. It's a genuine New York City drink that takes on the nickname of the city's Dutch settlers who wore their pants knickers rolled up just below the knee. So this is called the kickbox. It includes two and a half ounces of gold rum, one teaspoon of orange Scirocco liqueur, uh, a half an ounce of freshly squeezed lime juice or lemon juice, a half an ounce of raspberry syrup, lime or lemon wedge for garnish, and seasonal berries for garnish as well. So we're going to gather the ingredients together in a cocktail shaker filled with ice for the rum, orange, Scirocco, lime, and raspberry syrup. Shake well and strain into an old-fashioned glass filled with freshly garnish with the lime or lemon wedge and uh, the seasonal berries and serve and enjoy. And this is called the Kickboxer Oh, the Kick Kickboxer? Kick Kickboxer. 
All right, I'm trying to write it down, make sure I can check that out. The kickboxer. Okay. You had me worried when you said something. My bad. What is it? Knickerbocker. Knickerbocker, yeah. Knickerbocker cocktail. My bad. I know when you you said roll up your pants leg, I'm like, wait a minute, okay. (laughs) I was going to say she had me worried when she said Knickerbocker. I was like, the nigger what? Look, we're going to have too many of these Knickerbockers tonight. (laughs) Okay, okay. Knickerbocker. Knickerbocker cocktail. My bad. Mm -hmm. Okay, yeah, I want to check that out. Sounds good. That's the full name of that basketball team, you know. Knickerbocker. Oh, the Nick. New that's their Knicks. real name? That's oh, the real Knicks. name. Okay. Yeah, the... Oh, I didn't know that. Mm-hmm. Maybe that's their cocktail. Okay. <laughs> you don't call them that. You don't call them that, but that's what it was back in the day, the New York Knickerbocker. All right. Well, thank you, Kevin, for the cocktail of the week with the Knickerbocker cocktail. All right, Papa Didi, over to you. What's popping? What's popping? What's popping is that we finally saw that... Uh, Fox News is a bunch of punk asses, okay? Uh-oh. They're a bunch of punk asses. You're talking about people that put their tail up they See, when you go to make people have to present themselves and see in life, you know, I mean this sincerely because I experience this a lot. Unless you're a person who just wants to hold on to friend bullshit friends. I can honestly say that in my life over the last few years, I've had a falling out with a lot of people, you know? And deep down inside, I really don't give a shit, you know? And I mean no disrespect, but these people have shown their ass or or said something or treated me a certain way or talked about me without me being there to defend my, especially family, you know? Talked about you, you're not there to defend yourself and stuff like that, and Next you know, you, you walk around people now that you can't even approach to on a real open manner because you don't really like these jokers no more, you know? That's the bottom line. You're like, damn, you have talked about me, you done scandaled my ass and done all kinds of stuff, you know? So that's what Fox was doing after the election. And they were loving it. And the biggest the, the biggest jerk-off out of all of them was the guy, what's his name? The, Murdoch. Murdoch, the one that runs Fox News. Got all the money in the world. And he even, admittedly so, he said, you know what, I knew it was a lie, but I, I didn't say anything. I could have, but I didn't. And he couldn't even sleep at night after that. This is what he said recently. Now, what they did, now just to show you how much they try to be some tough guys and walk around with, you ever see somebody walk around with a, an outfit where it looks like they got abs, but it's just a costume? You know what I'm saying? Yeah. You put on a suit that's got a Superman on the chest and it's got fake abs in your stomach. Now, what if you wore that shirt every day? And actually was believing that you had abs and you don't. Now, that's what they were doing every day with the election results. And they was running in a hole with the lie. Ass, a big lie. He won the election. Just kept it going, kept it. And when they did that, it held up everything. And you got to understand that all that all led to the 
January 6th situation. Because that was the day that you sign off the paperwork from all the states and everything. Because all them jokers watch Fox. I was in a restaurant, man, at least a couple years ago, right after that situation. This old white guy comes in, sits behind me, and I'm just eating my breakfast early in the morning in the restaurant. And he yells out, "Why, why is this CNN you got on? Why you put on Fox? What is, what is CNN? Fake news. Put on Fox. I said, oh, my God. I got a trumper sitting right the fuck behind me. Scared the hell out of me. I'm like, damn. I said, let me finish my food. Let's call the lady. Excuse me. Can I get the rest of this to go? You know, because this guy was right behind me. I couldn't even see him. He was behind me. But he, at the time, he's yelling out all this, turn on Fox News, turn off CNN, fake news. He's saying this in a damn restaurant. Hmm. I'm saying to myself, well, damn. Ain't you supposed to yell that shit in your living room? Hello. What are you doing saying this shit in a restaurant? Scared the hell out of me. And that's what Fox did the whole time with that. Now, then all of a sudden when the trial was about to start, they knew all along they was going to, you know, they were going to uh, plead out on it. Then they showed all their lawyers. Then they showed their heroes, all the Fox lawyers. And they're walking like, you know, you know how they do over in North Korea? And in China, when all the soldiers are marching, like, oh, with a stiff arm. Yeah, with a stiff arm. They're all walking to the court the day before they pulled the plug on the damn case. They walk, yeah, wow, look at all the, man, look at all the Dominion, uh, Dominion lawyers. Wow, wow, they had 20, and Fox had 20. Well, my question is here. If you got 20 lawyers, where the hell is everybody going to sit? You've seen a defendant table, right? Mm -hmm. The most I've seen at a defendant's table was the OJ trial. We had Kardashian, the young boy, this and that one, you know. He had about six people on the dream team, right? Mm-hmm. <clears throat> now, these jokers had like 13 people. I said to myself, damn, look at all them Fox lawyers going into court. Next thing I thought was, where the hell are they going to sit? How big is that court anyway? The trial's in Wilmington, Delaware. You know, that's the smallest state in the damn world. So you know the damn courtroom got to be little. If it's the smallest state next to Rhode Island, right? Anyway, all of a sudden, the day of the trial, when they were going to pick the jury and all that, breaking news, breaking news. Fox settled. They settled. (laughs) You know why they settled? Because Tucker Carson is an idiot. Oh, ladies, other oh, ladies, the idiot. What's the other one's name? Uh, Hannity. Oh, yeah. He's an idiot. Now, when they went to talk and go on the stand and stuff like that, they would have cross-examined the hell out of those idiots. And, you know, Tucker Carson, he looks like Eli Manning. You know what I mean? He looks like a grown-ass baby. So, they knew that. And, and now, now the, the CEO, what's his name, Murdoch? He knew that all them people were going to look completely stupid. He said, man, if I'm going to save the interests of my damn company and people are not going to look at us like we are the dumbest jokers on the planet, man, we got to pay this out. You know, and they paid it out. Well, so basically half of what they was asking for. They was asking $1.6 billion, and they ended up with $768 million, 
just just so they can save the embarrassment. That ain't bad either. But they could have waited out, though. They could have went to trial, got a hung jury, or if they would have won the case, they could have appealed it. And they got money to make that thing last a long time. But they paid us $787 million because they know when the next election comes up in 2024, they're going to make all their money back in campaign ads. You know? Trump's going to spend about $500 million in there of somebody else's money. So they're going to make the money right back. So they made the smart move. They didn't, let, they didn't make their little people go in there and get embarrassed on the stand about the lie. Because if you're telling a lie, how the hell are you going to win a case telling a lie? When you ever heard that before? Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. And plus, when you, when you put your hand on the Bible and tell the truth, the whole truth, and nothing but the truth, but how are you going to tell the truth when it was a lie from the beginning? So how are you going to answer the first question in court about the lie and try to tell the truth when it was lying from the beginning? Mm. So they said, shit, we ain't got a leg to stand on in this joint. So they pleaded out $787 million. All that talk they do. And then they said that the night they pleaded, they mentioned nothing about that on the news. They were talking about a bunch of other news. Didn't say anything. CNN all day saying, yeah, Fox, please, Fox, please. All of a sudden, here comes the, the Tucker Carson and the uh, Hannity Hour. Both those shows came and went. They didn't mention nothing about they pleaded out only like seven hours ago. And that's something they didn't say anything about it. On two hours of newscast, they mentioned nothing about it. I'm like, wow, y'all usually talk about everything going. I'm talking about every damn thing that's got to do with anything. They didn't mention nothing about pleading out. But they were happy because they knew those, those lawyers going to crush their ass. Mm-hmm. And so that just goes to show you, man, anybody out here that you think is so tough, they ain't really tough. Sometimes you got to stand up for the ass and see how they fold because Fox folded. <laughs> they folded. Although seven to me ain't no money to them. That ain't no money to them. They make money off of every damn thing. Fox has got these fingers in everything. They all the right. shows and all the crap on that channel. Everything. All the sports network, FS1, FS2, you know, all the Fox, everything. Football on Sunday, Strahan and, and, and all, Howie Long, all that Fox, you know, pre-show. They'll make that $7 million back in five minutes. You hear me? Five minutes. <laughs> I'm not joking. So, don't feel bad for Fox, because that's nothing. All right, now. All right, there it is. Yeah, ain't nobody crying for them. I don't cry for them. Uh, not at all. All right, thank you, Papa Diddy. All right, it's that time. <clears throat> time to lighten it up. Are we ready to lighten it up, or are we going to take a break? What y'all want to do? You like now? Well, so do y'all. Hey, I'm ready to go. <laughs> Just rock and roll. All right. Oh, cattle say rock and roll. Well, let's rock and roll. Um, happy past. Well, let's see. It was yesterday, right? Happy 420 day to the folk who were into that to celebrate the whole 420 thing. If you know what it is, then you know what it is. So happy 420. If you don't know what it is, then uh, look it up. But my first weird news story is about 420. 
So there's a cannabis company who made a 420-pound chocolate bar in honor of 420. It's called the Zen Cannabis Company, and they supersized an edible that contains 4.2 million milligrams of THC, and they say it can be yours if you want to buy it for just a measly $42,000. Zen Cannabis operates in California, Massachusetts, Missouri, and Oklahoma, and they spent the last four months working on a truly dope project, creating what they believe is the world's largest cannabis chocolate bar. The so-called Big Zen Bar weighs 420 pounds, of course, and measures a whopping 9 feet by 4 feet, and it's three inches thick. That's a lot of chocolate. And this thing is an edible, full of THC. Nine feet by four feet, three inches thick. But what's really sweet is the amount of cannabis in the Colossal Bar, 4.2 million grams of THC, much larger than the typical 10-milligram dose. And the asking price, like I said, a measly $42,000. Uh, it was made at their company office in Oklahoma, and they said that they wanted to do something that had not been done before and that Oklahoma was the only state that they could do it in because in Oklahoma there's no limit on the amount of milligrams you can put in an edible, I guess. So they estimated 100 pounds of cannabis flour were used to make the five liters of cannabis oil that was used in this candy bar, and the bar is currently at Zen Cannabis Oklahoma City office, but Mr. Zachary says that they do not have any plans to put it on display, like stuff like the world's largest ball of twine and stuff. They said this is for serious buyers only, and if you buy it, they said start with small bites. Don't take a great big old greedy bite, small bites, a lot of THC. So they need to cut that up in some sacks. That's what they should do. Sell it like that. Hey, wrap it up in foil like Hershey's Kisses. Kisses, but they they trying to sell the whole thing for forty two k. So anybody <laughs> want it? Forty two thousand. Get in touch with the Zen Cannabis. They got you. Hmm. All right, that was my weird news. All right. And where was that again? Uh, there in Oklahoma. <laughs> Oklahoma. <laughs> All right. Um, mine is in Berlin. German firefighters free an uncooperative squirrel from a manhole truck. Firefighters say they have freed an uncooperative squirrel that was stuck in a manhole cover in western Germany. Uh, A similar incident that happened in the same city four years ago. Um, The fire department said it was um, alerted uh, to a distressed uh, red squirrel by a pedestrian after um, she spotted its head peering out of a hole in the road. Woman covered it with a scarf to calm it down before calling for help. Uh, crew of firefighters who arrived at the scene carefully removed the manhole cover and tried to freeze their rodent. Uh, this turned out to be quite complicated as the squirrel was uncooperative. 
After further attempts, the crew was able to extract the animal unharmed and it vanished um, up a nearby tree. <laughs> okay. They said they had this, this same experience in 2019, and they don't know if it was the uh, same squirrel or not. So. <laughs> okay. He was stuck in a manhole, so I got him out. Kudos to him. Firefighters. That's my weird. Okay. Poor little squirrel. So you say they got him out okay? Yeah, he got out and he ran up a tree. So he's good. I so they tried to squirming. save him, and then he just ran up a tree? Yeah. What are you supposed to do? Say thank you or something? What are you supposed to do? <laughs> yeah, I guess but you're I, not going to get gratitude from a squirrel. Right. All right. But, yeah, but he was he was struggling, I guess. You know, I don't know. I got him up. <laughs> He's a German squirrel. What do you expect? Oh, boy. Hey, Dankeschön, Dankeschön, Danke, Danke. All right, Papa Didi, what you got? Uh, this is about um, a name, a name that's been connected to beer for a long time. You know, Miller High likes champagne of beers. Now, you know how advertising is, man. That's, that's big, right? That's major in the world today. So the makers of champagne is saying, why the hell are they saying that term, champagne of beer? Uh-huh. When they kill it. But that company is so big that, you know, you can't just change that like that. Or That was their slogan. And, you know, as generations die and generations are born, everybody in these multi-rich ass, you know, rich for life companies, on a, everybody got a new idea, right? Mm-hmm. Then they got to look and see who owns this, who owns that. Is this infringement and all that? So this is where everyone bustles, Brussels rather, you know. I met a man in Brussels. He was six foot one and full of muscles. Oh, really? I said, you speak of my language. He just smiled and gave me a Vegemite sandwich. What song is this? I come from a land down under. Oh, that's what that is. I never knew that's what they were saying. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Women roar and men thunder. Anyway. Okay, stay this is Brussels. <laughs> So Brussels is saying, we make champagne here. And Miller Highlight is not the champagne of beer. We are champagne. So apparently they destroyed a bunch of their cans of beer to show how tough they were. They got a hold of 2,352 cans and and just uh, crushed it and said, now, take that. Mm. So... So they're battling with it, with the French and all, and but they'll never win that because too many of those Europeans drink beer, and they love American beer like they love American cigarettes. So you're not going to stop them, you know. And plus, that company has made so much money that right now it's not the because I used to work up in um, near Newark, New Jersey, off of uh, Funeral Highs and Avenue. They used to have a Miller Brewing Company up there. They probably still do. 
about five minutes away from Newark, New Jersey, on Fiona Hazard Avenue, big joint. But now that's owned by Molson. Now, Molson is a Canadian beer. It's called the Molson Coors Beverage Company. So you got Molson Canadian beer. You have Coors, which came out of Colorado. They just swallowed the whole Miller thing, and they own They still keep the labels and keep all that crap. And, you know, and they own the Miller Lite. I was just going to say, well, what happened to Miller then? But, okay. They own the company, but they got all the rights to everything. They don't want to change no labels or anything, but they got Miller Lite and, you know, uh, Miller Genuine Draft. Okay. Miller High Life. It's big stuff. Major, major stuff. Major. And you got the Bud family, you know, Budweiser. That's another one. Is that part of them, or that's a... No, Budweiser, Budweiser is a separate one. Budweiser is different. Miller, Miller and Budweiser is totally and different. Budweiser is the one with the with the Shetland horses, right? Mm-hmm. Okay. Yep, the red and white can. I drank a thousand of those during my military days. Okay. So, so the French people are saying, you're not champagne, and we don't appreciate you using that But they've that been term. using that slogan for how many years? Yeah. So the French just finally woke up? Damn, turn on the news. <laughs> I guess they just caught on to that and went, wait a minute. That's not right. I tell you, when new generations come along, they want to do different stuff. Okay. But they can just, you, you were born rich, just deal with it. You're 25 years old, I ain't think you want to do, you want to reinvent the wheel with your silver spoon in your damn mouth. So I guess when they think about it for another 10 years or so, they'll come up with a lawsuit. Who knows? <laughs> Who cares, really? Okay. All right. Well, that wraps up the weird news. We'll take a break, and we'll come back with, I'm just saying, on the other side of the break, it's the Pajama Party Show. Living just enough, just enough for the city. Okay, but why are we doing Stevie Wonder? I thought we were doing pajama party. Well, I was, I was talking about my little, uh, one, of my segment, one of my segments of uh, Living for the City. Join the party. Now you dang ride me. Uh, yes, sir, we're Friday night at 9. Pajama party. No clothes yes. allowed. Kettle and red wine uh, step on my parade. I had the mic first. And they're coming in just trying to, uh, you know. It's my turn. Oh, yeah, she's going to stay. I don't know what number Kettle. Hello, Kettle. Hello. 
<laughs> and red wine. Oh, bonsoir. Cattle over there messing with those knickerbockers. Ease up, cattle. Ease up. All right. All right. Uh, red wine, uh, take it away, but uh, I'm just saying. Okay. I just got a quick one for you tonight. I came across some information. You remember when we were talking uh, about two weeks ago about the situation in Tennessee where those three lawmakers, well, two, let me correct that, the two black lawmakers were expelled or went through that whole expulsion thing when the Republicans voted them out of the party because, you know, they said you broke decorum using the bullhorn on the floor and all of that stuff, and then they were subsequently voted back in, you know, because, for one, it was like a national national outcry. That whole thing, which I'm sure they thought they were going to just keep it right there local in Tennessee, that thing went around the world so fast, I'm sure it made their heads spin and their wigs blow back. So once the dust settled, people were starting to then look into it going, okay, so who was the catalyst behind that whole expulsion thing? Because that was not cool. So the name that comes up is Scotty Campbell. Scotty Campbell is the Tennessee House representative who's the GOP, you know, the Republican leader. Um, You know, I've often wondered, how did they come up with GOP in the beginning of when they started using that term in the Republican Party. You know, GOP stands for that acronym. It stands for the Grand Old Party. Like the Grand Old Party? Where did y'all get that from? But nevertheless, so the Republican leader, Scotty Campbell, was the one who was in charge spearheading the whole expulsion move of these two brothers, Justin Jones and Justin Pearson. Both of them, first name is Justin. He was the one behind that move. Well, now it's come back to bite him in the butt. Folk will go, well, you know what? While you were talking all this about how they broke decorum, you broke some rules and whatnot yourself. What about discrimination policies and things of that nature, how you went after the two black representatives that were Democrats, but yet the white woman survived the vote, allegedly by one vote. You know, that just did not seem right, and it was very obvious. So he's being called out over that, and now after all the dust settled, Scotty Campbell has decided, all right, all right, I'll resign. I'll just resign and walk away. Yeah, that's the best thing for you to do because you obviously have something going on in you that you came up with this idea to say, well, let's kick them out. Instead of saying, okay, yeah, things got out of hand. We need to, you know, do whatever you wanted to come up with. But expulsion, really? That was like the most extreme measure that you could take. All they were trying to do was to represent the people who voted them in to those positions because y'all weren't trying to hear them. 
Y'all were shutting them down. Y'all being the GOP, you turned off their microphones so that you would not hear them. So they used the bullhorn to make sure that you could still hear what they were saying. And this all stems back right to where we started at the top of the hour about the gun violence. That's what they were complaining about. They were saying that there's too much gun violence and nobody's paying attention. So now this guy, Scotty Campbell, he's resigning, but not just resigning. He's resigning not because it was the right thing to do. He's resigning because he said, oh, well, now I'm experiencing workplace harassment. You know what, Scotty, let me say this to you. Nobody gives a damn about so-called workplace harassment. After you went and pushed that whole expulsion move on those two brothers, you totally disgraced them for that period of time. They were voted into those positions, and then you got behind this whole move to kick them out of their positions, and then they had to be voted back into their positions. So don't you think that they had to feel some kind of way and deal with, you know, everything going on with that, and now you want some sympathy because you claim you're dealing with some workplace harassment? Who's harassing you? Ain't nobody coming for you. Don't nobody care. Even if you are being harassed, nobody cares, Scotty. You already put your little resignment letter in. Go take your little biased races behind somewhere else. Go have a seat. Go sit down. I'm just saying, Scotty, nobody cares. So for you to say, well, I'm resigning because of workplace harassment, how about you resign because you screwed up? How about you resign because you show discrimination and bias against Justin Jones and Justin Pearson? That should have been the reason why you resigned, not because of some BS about workplace harassment. How many people have dealt with harassment on the job and they just dealt with it? They stuck it out and dealt with it. And now you want to be like you some kind of prima donna. Oh, they harassing me. I'm resigning. Boy, please, this is Red Wine, and I'm just saying, Scotty, go sit down somewhere. Nobody cares. Nobody's concerned. We're done with you. You done shot yourself in both feet when you kicked Justin Jones and Justin Pearson to the curb. Nobody cares. Go sit down. Bye, Scotty. Boy, bye. Thank he needs to beam Scotty up to get rid of his. Yes. <laughs> beam his dumb uh, behind somewhere. Workplace harassment. Boy, bye. <laughs> so he's gone? Yeah, he resigned. He put his letter in and he resigned. I'm like, yeah, you needed to, you punk, punk A Bama. Anyway, we're going to keep it moving. <laughs> okay. Woo, keep it moving. Living for the city. Living for the city. What's happening other than gun violence in the city, Papa Diddy? Well, you know, that's going to say you can't go in too hard on other people, you know. That's right. That stuff will bite you in the butt. That is, say you point one finger at somebody, you point three back at yourself. It is. And when you stand up and, and really want to criticize somebody else in public, out loud, you got to realize how clean is your house. Mm-hmm. 
And that's, please, that's that's life 101. So, I guess Scotty didn't think that applied to him. Mm-hmm. When the dust clear, they see the mess. And them two black gentlemen ain't do nothing wrong. Mm-hmm. And my, well, what they did, well, they grabbed the bullhorn. Well, what get me is that, just to, you know, add to your situation a little bit, the white woman was right in there with them. Mm-hmm. So how did she get saved? I don't know. I don't understand that. And then she looking all crazy. Oh, I don't know. I don't know. Maybe it's because I was white. Why didn't she stand in solidarity with them when they went out? Why didn't you go down with them? Sometimes you should stand in solidarity. That's where the damn word came from. True. But you know, okay, well, all right, fellas. I know I got expelled, but I'm going to come back tomorrow because my desk, I still got my desk, and my phone still works, and I still got my staff, so I, I feel bad for you, Justin, and another Justin, but I'm going to sit back at my desk. That's how she was talking, you know? I'm like, damn, girl. She's a wuss. So, anyway, getting back to this here. Living for the city. You know, um, you know, guns are starting to become guns without a cause, you know. And when you think about all the stuff we've seen on the national level, I mean this sincerely. If you look at the Philadelphia news for five days in a row, that news about guns will blow your mind. Okay. And maybe other, a lot of other cities can relate to it also in the city cities. And we're talking ages of kids, 12, 13 years old, a 14-year-old shooting a 17-year-old, or a 9-year-old shooting a 13-year-old, you know? Where where are we at today? What what are we doing, you know? Did Big Mama, Big Mama died off or something? What happened? You know what I mean? There's no supervision. No supervision at all. Mama not around, grandmama raising everybody. You know? So, it's out of hand. Some of these stories, and, and the last story I want to reiterate on, too, is the one where the young kids was just out messing around on a Saturday night. And, which goes to show you now the paranoia of these people. And I experienced this myself on drive I had to go to early this week. Monday, as a matter of fact. I had to go to a town called Eastern Pennsylvania. So I decided to drive. And to get to Eastern, I had to go through all these damn hills and valleys and crap. You had to go from, I left from the Jersey area. You had to ride through Jersey, then cross over this little teeny ass bridge and go through Pennsylvania, all in the backwoods and back roads. And I was like, damn, you know? And this is leading up to the story about the, the, the guy that killed the girl, the cheerleader. The girl who was, uh, what, 20 years old, something like that? 
her and her friends and all were going to college. They were out on Saturday night up there in the same situation I was at, but I did it during the day. But they were up there at night, and they three three people driving, somebody had a motorcycle. They're looking for a house that they're partying in or whatever. But the guy's house they went up to, when they went up on his driveway, he just started shooting at them. Hmm. And the guy's daughter got killed. He was on the news the other day. <clears throat> Going to college, he was on a cheerleader squad. You know, she just it was just a mess. Now, I say all that because it's a perfect storm because these people lived. Now, what I never understood about a lot of white folks, and no disrespect to white people, these jokers live in some faraway, dark-ass places. You know what I mean? Hill-bound, backwoods, no street lights. And they got this house up there that's connected to a farm and all the rest of this shit. And when it gets dark, it's it's pitch-ass black out there. And they live right off the highway. So you think that nobody is ever going to come off that highway and come up to your door for whatever reason. You know, and if you do come to my door, I'm going to shoot you. Because I'm already in the dark because this was my mama's house and my grandmother's house. And I got the house for free. It was left in a will. And instead of me selling it and moving somewhere where I'm more comfortable, I'm going to live out here in the damn woods. You know? And I'm not even suitable for the woods because the woods belong to my grandpa and all that shit. And I'm scared the hell of everything. So I got nine guns laid out on the coffee table. So whatever new noise I hear, I'm going to use one of them, like you said earlier, Red Wine. Mm-hmm. I'm going to use one of them. So these people, Saturday night, out of nowhere, he's watching HBO or something, sitting down eating his popcorn, beating his meat, whatever he does on them hills on Saturday night. He's sitting there all of a sudden, motorcycle. He looks out the window, what the fuck? What the hell? Who the hell? What the hell they want? Now, first of all, you start shooting. What if they had guns and started shooting back? You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. What if they started shooting back? Everybody be dead. So I don't understand what the hell. And they pulled it. It didn't make it so bad. They was on their way out of his driveway because they realized they went to the wrong house. And as they're driving away, he's shooting out. And one of the bullets hit the girl and killed her. Mm. Ain't nobody came to your door. Didn't nobody get out of the car. Nobody got off the motorcycle. Nobody knocked on your door. Like the guy that shot the little black kid, this guy just started shooting and killed the young lady. That's crazy. Now, I'm trying to figure out, first of all, a lot of you white folks live out, and you know who you are, all up there in Brunswick, Maryland, Frederick, Maryland, West Virginia, all these rural-ass areas, Cumberland, you know, um, what other areas is up there? All up there around Pittsburgh and that area, all the hills and shit all up around the, you know, you go up to Pittsburgh and all that stuff up through 270, all up around that way, heading up toward the back way to head to Pittsburgh and Ohio, all that rural stuff. 
and you live in these little dark-ass little towns and these houses way up on the hill, and you got nine guns in your damn living room waiting for somebody to pull in your driveway for whatever. Hey, oh, I'm scared of people. You scared shit. You living in Quigley Mansion. You know? You don't want to live in a damn in the, in the, in the Bates Hotel. You know what I'm saying? So well, what, how are you scared? But, you know, that's just the gist of all of it. I'm going to leave it at that. But that's where they are now. It's the perfect storm. You got second-generation people living in the woods that are afraid of the woods from the beginning. So you buy four or five guns, and anything that come there, you're going to shoot. And don't let it be a black person at the door at 2 o'clock in the morning and you in the woods. Your ass is getting shot. I don't care if your battery dead, it's raining, your wife's pregnant. I don't give a shit what your, your child's bleeding out of their ass. It don't matter. You walk up to that door, you're going to get shot. Mm. So, leave it at that. Okay. Crazy. We didn't even talk about that Sweet 16 party where about, what was it, four or five people got shot? Mm-hmm. Could they send them home? They said, if you ain't supposed to be here, get out. Yeah, the, the, the parents said, mm-hmm. is anybody here that's over the age of... What, 18? It wasn't invited. It was not invited, and you got a weapon. He never cut the cake or anything. You got to go. Cake was never cut. And then all hell broke. They come back with guns and start to just shoot. Bah, 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 bah. What what, what are you? They're trying to celebrate people turning 16. Who are you shooting at? Because you pissed at somebody. You weren't supposed to be there anyway. There's no home training. And then they caught the guys. Yeah, it's about three of them they caught. Yeah, now they're going to spend the rest of their life because, you know, being black, they're already guilty. Yeah. Then you kill people, murder people. You what, give it two years after their, wait, wait do you see their case up against these other two white guys that killed somebody and the other guy that shot somebody. Compare their case now to the, to the brothers that shot the people at the 316 party. This is ridiculous. And watch how they go up the river. All right, we're going to take anyway, a quick break. Yeah, take a break. Take a break, and we're going to come back with Kettle. She's going to give us the entertainment news, the Hollywood wrap-up, and all of that good stuff on the other side of the break on A Pajama Party Show. Be right back. You are listening to the original Pajama Party with Papa Didi, Red Wine, and myself, Kettle. You can listen to us on Deezer, iTunes, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify, and iHeartRadio. They've been kept in them one after the other. So sit back and get your favorite cocktail and listen to your favorite pajama party group wherever you get your podcast. Because we are everywhere. I didn't shoot anybody. That was them. I was just there. All right, welcome back to John Point One Hills Papa DDM here with Kettle. Hello. And Red One. Bonsoir, darling. Bonsoir. It's time for Kettle and the Hollywood wrap up. Uh oh, he's tuning up, Kettle. Tune up the orchestra. All right. Come on, Papa DDM. Hollywood. All right. Go for it, Kettle. What you got? Thank you so much, Mr. Papa D.D. 
Um, as everyone knows, Jamie Foxx has been hospitalized after suffering medical emergency. The actor's daughter, Corinne Fox, released a statement sharing the news. The claimed actor, Jamie Foxx, is on the path of recovery after experiencing health setback, as reported by his daughter, Corinne Fox. This happened on April the 12th. Um, the Fox family took to Instagram to provide an update on her father's current health situation while also touching on his current career accomplishments. Interesting. We want to share that my father, Jamie Fox, experienced medical complications yesterday, luckily due to quick action and great care. He is already on his way to the company. Um, that doesn't tell me anything. I'm sorry. I mean, he had a drug overdose. Um, it was reported he was on a set with Cameron Diaz. Um, and Glenn Close, they're doing a movie. Uh, it's called uh, a thriller called Project Power, and um, they've been on this set. Um, it's um, an action thriller. So Cameron, as everyone knows, Cameron Diaz has retired. Um, so he more or less brought her out of retirement to do this movie. So we're not sure if he had a nervous breakdown or the complications with um, medication or what. His daughter is really not talking and really has not said why he went to the hospital. So, long story short, we don't know too much what's going on with Jamie Foxx. So we'll keep you posted. Um, also, um, Otis Redding III has died at 59. A musician who was just three years old with his soul legend father, Otis Redding, died in a plane crash at the age of 67, passed away on Tuesday. Uh, he's following a battle with cancer. In a statement posted to Facebook, his sister Carla said, it is with our heavy heart that the family of Otis Running III confirms that he lost his battle with cancer last evening. Um, as part of 1980's funk trio, The Redding, Otis, his brother Dexter Mark Lockett, scored a top 10 hit with remote control before hitting the charts once again with All the Law. A few years later, in 88, and also released a version of his um, father's classic track, Sitting on the Dock of the Bay in 82. So, uh, condolences to his oldest the third. Also, um, in uh, Hollywood news, Family Matters star Darius McRae was granted four-year restraining order against Rick James's ex-wife. Apparently, they were a couple. Um... Uh, according to court documents obtained by uh, RadarOnline.com at a hearing this week, L.A. Superior Court judge granted Darius a plea to extend his temporary restraining order against his ex, uh, Tanya Hijazi. Um, apparently, she's the ex-wife of, um, of uh, Rick James. Hmm. The actor testified in court about the alleged abuse he suffered while with Tanya. Darius X was not in court for the hearing. The judge ordered Tanya will have to stay 100 yards away from the actor and cannot communicate with him. The court said Darius has the right to record Tanya's phone calls if she reached out. Interesting. Mm. Okay. I think they just need to stay away from each other all of the all of the day. Also, Martin Lawrence, he was inducted into Hollywood's uh, Walk of Fame. The veteran comedian was joined by Steve Harvey and Tracy Moore. 
Him and Steve Harvey will be good friends. One week after celebrating All right, his 58th go ahead, birthday, <laughs> he right, just celebrated his 58th birthday. Legendary oh. comedian Mark Lawrence is being honored wow. yet again after being inducted into the Hollywood Walk of Fame. This happened on okay. Thursday. Um, finally, finally. So I guess everybody was saying, well, you know, it took so long, but he said better, better late than never. Kudos to him. Um, also, Halle Berry and Angelique Jolie set to bring the heat in fierce five-filler, Maud versus Maud. Um, Academy Award winner actress Halle Berry and Angelique Jolie will face off as secret agents in the new five-filler from the Warner Brothers studio, Maud versus Maud. Information about the movie has been closely guarded, of course. Um, both Barry and Joe Lee are also serving as a, a producers for the Fox set. All right, kudos to them. Okay. Um, haven't seen Halle Berry in a while, so hey, it's time. It's time for her to get back out there. Also, Fantasia officially enrolled into Ohio HBCU Central State University. Hmm. Okay, Fantasia. Posted to her social media page earlier this week, the Grammy Award winner, singer, and songwriter revealed that she was officially enrolled as a student at the Central State University. Um, the free yourself singer will be studying business with hopes of sharpening her sword and bettering her craft. Uh, during an interview, the 38-year-old wow, already shared that she wanted to break generational curses and cited her family as her inspiration. All right, kudos to you, Fancy. Oh, also, Billy Porter to play writer James Baldwin in upcoming biopic, I Intend to Expand My Legacy. Um, Billy Porter, next role may be his most important uh, one yet. Uh, in a statement captured Hollywood Reporter Wednesday, the veteran Thespian spoke about portraying the acclaimed writer telling reporters, as a black queer man on this planet with relative consciousness, I find myself, like James Baldwin said, in a rage all the time. Okay. Kudos to you. I look forward to that. What's going to happen with that? And also, Taraji P. Henson reveals why she took Abbott Elementary role. Um... She is the latest addition to the ABC's critically acclaimed series, Abbott Elementary, and she um, couldn't be happier. The Golden Globe-winning actress made her debut during the Wednesday, April 12th episode titled Mom, in which she plays the mother of Quinta Brinson, leading character uh, Dana T. Hmm. All right. Kudos to her. I haven't seen uh, um, Taraji in a minute, so uh, this should be cute. And uh, that's the Hollywood wrap-up for tonight. Okay. You see, she played her mother. We're having a sidebar conversation. Who played her mother? Yes, she's playing her mother. Uh, Robbie Pienson's playing her mother, the character, uh, Quentin Brunson, the character on Abbott Avenue. Really? But how old is he... Okay. Mm, okay. That that seems interesting <laughs> casting, but they put okay. Some gray hairs in their hair or something. Or? 
No, I mean, you could have had a 15, 16. I mean, no. Okay. All right. Well, Uh, thank you for that one, Kat. You're welcome. Wow. Yeah, that's... I mean, I know she's kind of young, but... Well, okay. she's Quentin Brunson, she's 33. Gerard, he's about um, mid-50s. So, let's like, see, I your daughter. Okay. Gerard, he just looks young for age. <laughs> yeah, she does. Uh-huh. Yeah, you threw me on that one. We won't be having a oh, sidebar. Uh, like, what? Yeah, I, I know. Wait what, a minute. <laughs> I know you're talking <laughs> human or dog. Are you talking human or dog years? Gerard, he's 52. He's 52, and, and, and Bronson is 33, so yes, he could be a door. Okay. All right. All right. Well, thank you, Kevin. All right, Papa D. We're down to the Kiss It list. Can you break it down? Break it down one time. Kiss It list is people that show their butt, honey. And um, I just want to, you know, a lot of these gun toters that want to shoot that shoot that gun without even thinking. Oh yeah. You know, we definitely gonna put them on the kissing list. Every single one of them. Cause there's some craziness going on, man, with these guns. I'm just saying, come on, y'all, ease up. How about we just take a breath? Yeah. Take a breath. That's all I'm saying. Take a breath. Um. Also, I got. On the kiss it list this week, Mike Lindell, Mr. Pillow Man, Trump's boy. Apparently, when he was talking all this stuff about, you know, Trump was right and what he said, the election was stolen. I don't know if you all remember this, but Mike Lindell made a statement and said, if anybody can prove to me that it was not stolen, I'll give you $5 million. He he said that, uh, whenever that was. Well, some scientist-slash-mathematician person took it seriously and went and crunched all the numbers, looked at all the statistics, and this was a, a Trump supporter who went and did all this work and came to the conclusion that Trump and Lindell and all of these folk are full of crap and that the election was, in fact, not stolen. And all those statistics that Mike Lindell had been showing people when he was saying this, he was throwing all these numbers and stuff up on the screen trying to prove that Dominion had cheated and all this stuff. And this guy took all that data, crunched the data, and said, that was a bunch of bull. None of it added up. You're full of crap. I want my $5 million because I proved that you were wrong. And plus, Dominion just pleaded plead guilty. Exactly. So, so now this guy's trying to collect his $5 million, and Mike Lindell has said, I'm not paying. Yeah, you You're not getting it. that $5 million. I'm like, Mike, we all knew you were full of crap. But now you're not even going to honor you, they can't stand. the thing that you said. They cannot stand in Trump's shoes. But he should have never said it. You know, you were talking all braggadocious when you said that. Now somebody proved it and is waiting to get paid. And now you're talking, I mean, the guy took him to court. And Mike Lindell is like, you know what, I don't care what the court said. You ain't getting $5 million out of me. So I'm putting Mike Lindell on the kiss it list. I'm also putting uh, Scotty 
the guy in Tennessee who resigned, what's his name, Scotty Campbell, mm. Tennessee House, well, ex-Tennessee House rep, Republican. Boy, wasn't he in some kind of sex scandal, too, or something? Oh, I don't know I don't know one that. of them was. It's always one some kind of sex scandal going on. Um, there was also, Kettle, do you recall where or who, if you got the details on the substitute teacher that was fighting a student? I would oh, put that Rocky Mount. on the kitchen list. Rocky Mount. Yeah. North Carolina. Yeah, Rocky Mount, North Carolina. Yeah. 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 I, I'm gonna put both of them on the kissing list. Who was that? A teacher fighting a student? Yeah, it was a substitute teacher got into a fight with the student over the teacher trying to take the cell phone away from you know not to have it in the class. Yeah. But the student was saying, "Well, other people had theirs. You didn't take theirs. Why are you singling me out?" And then it turned into a physical situation. What was it? A guy teacher, girl? Uh, was it a female substitute teacher, Kevin? Xavier, Xavier Steele. Okay, that sounds like. That was a teacher or a student? Uh, she was a substitute teacher. They're not going to give the name of the student because if she was a minor. Say she was a minor. Oh, it was a, it was a girl. Right. Yeah. Right. But this mm. is not the first instance I've heard of teachers getting into physical fights. Hell no, not More recently with these kids. And I'm like, come on, y'all. But these kids are 16. They think they grow. Oh, I understand that. <laughs> but I'm saying these teachers are throwing away their teacher's license and their career over, you know, this kind of stuff with these kids. Like, you can't, you, you got to be able to be the adult in the room and not let these kids take you there. I know it's hard, but you got to adult up and be able to say, I'm not losing my job over you. And don't don't yeah. let them get pushed. Yeah, she was charged with stuff or assault. Yeah. But, uh, but I, I had to say both of them were charged. Just both of them were charged. Yeah, but that teacher, you know, now let's be real. Is she going to be able to get a teaching job again? Or they, they're not going to just slap her on the wrist? No, whose fault, whose fault was it? I don't know whose fault it was. Both of them got charged. Um, the, um, the, the juvenile pushed her first. Um, the teacher was telling her she couldn't have the phone, and the juvenile said to her, everybody else or two other people had phones. Why can't I have my phone? So she pushed the teacher, and the teacher was like, you push it. Why are you touching it? I said, you can't have the phone. So that's when she said, that's it. See, they duped it out. <laughs> like I said, you got to be the adult in a situation. Is there a video to this? Yeah, I saw oh, a video. Yeah. <laughs> it's some crazy yeah. going on. Okay. Yeah. All right, who else going to kiss in this? Um, also, I have, um, dang, I forgot what the team. Lindsey Graham, let's put him on there. Yeah, Lindsey Graham, yeah. Every day he's got something to say about something. As he sits on his ass and makes Senator money. Doing nothing. does nothing. And every time something comes up, yeah, I feel like, yeah, I, feel, I don't feel, yeah, I don't feel like, yeah, I feel like, I don't think it's that. Really, really. They got, boy, they got it made, don't they? Yeah. 
Um, I can't remember what team, but there was a, a purple triceratops dinosaur mascot for one of the baseball teams. I just can't remember what city. Some guy decided to tackle him during a game recently. So whoever that guy was that tackled that mascot, he's on the kissing list. Because that was unnecessary. Is that noise in your background? Oh, probably Oh. Yeah, somebody somebody tackled a mascot at the game, and the guy it was like completely unprovoked. You know how the mascots are in a costume and they're out there dancing and shaking and whatever. Mm-hmm. And that mascot was out there minding his business on the sideline. He's out there doing his little dance, and some guy I saw the video. Some guy just got up, walked over, and tackled him in the lower part of his legs and just took him down. <laughs> and security was like running and the mascot just bounced back up like, I'm okay. And then he tweeted on Twitter, for those of you that were wondering, I'm okay. I'm all right. But I'm like, come on. Why you go tackle the mascot? <laughs> What's going you think wrong? He's a triceratops? He's a, tri- he's a purple triceratops dinosaur. dinosaur. Mm-hmm. I just can't recall what team that is. But whoever tackled that dinosaur, you ain't right. <laughs> you want to kiss it, Uh Who else we got? Oh, Marjorie Taylor Greene. Apparently, somebody on her side of the, of the aisle quieted her on the floor, and she was pissed. Really? Yeah. I saw that one this week. She was hot. So... What do you mean? I guess I don't know if they told her to shut up or sit down. I, I'm gonna have to go and look it up to she, find you out what Marjorie happened. Marjorie Taylor Green, I mean, she runs stuff. Somebody must have, as they said that Marjorie got quieted, and she was not happy about it. So hmm. anyway, she's on the kissing list. My privilege. Uh, anybody else? Of hmm. course, DeSantis for being DeSantis. Yeah. Uh, I don't know if I got anybody else. I got a short list this week. I think uh, we'll put the other people on the list too. Uh, that uh, the district attorneys in that in that town that uh, wanted to convict Alec Baldwin when they didn't have a case. Oh. They didn't have a case at all. Yeah, yeah, that was. Now they're still going after the girl because they were shooting those guns the night before. Yeah, yeah somebody left around. Somebody left around in there. So yeah, she still got charges on her. But Alec Baldwin is the actor that you hand the gun to, like Denzel or anybody else. Yeah. How are you going to convict a person that you that's there to act and you hand him a cold gun and the gun got a damn bullet in it? Yeah, he the did. The people in it. charge of the armament division that handles the guns, y'all should y'all should have checked that out. All so, right. Well, we have a special gift for everybody on this week's Kiss It List, and here it is. Kiss my entire ass. Kiss my Irish ass. You better kiss my Irish ass. This world, kiss my ass. Kiss my ass.
Now, welcome back to Pajama Party. I'm one host, Papa Didi. I'm here with Kettle. Hello. And Red Wine. Bonsoir, darling. All right, Papa Didi. We're down to the last word. Mm. What's the last word tonight? My last word is uh, I want to thank God for getting me through that journey going to eastern Pennsylvania. <clears throat> Man, them woods was terrible. All that rural area back there. I could have very well had car trouble. Got shot by one of those backwoods white folks up there or anything, but I did it during the day and it was a safe trip and I'm thankful. All right. All right. Well, my last word is I just want to pay tribute to Prince. This marks today, marks seven years since his passing. And uh, if you're in the Minnesota, Chanhassen area in Minnesota, there are tributes and concerts and all kind of activities and festivities going on this weekend. So go and check that out. Uh, there was a candlelight uh, honor, I guess, that was done at 521 Eastern today, 421 Central. But, yeah, so I just want to pay tribute to the memory of Prince and to everybody else that we've lost, those who we love, those who we miss. We just want to, you know, light a candle to them and say, we miss you. And that's my last word. Kettle, what's your last word? Um, my last word is I guess um something to our mayor. Um, mayor you need to do something about this gun violence. I don't know what we're gonna do, but you need some help. I do know that, but uh we need to figure out some solutions. before the summertime, because by the summertime it's gonna get worse. Let's just keep our man in prayer and hope to finally, you know, get it together as far as this gun balance. Do something about it. Well, all those pickleball courts she's trying to put in the district are not going to help. I don't care what she thinks. Yeah, that's... that's $750,000 in pickleball courts? Yeah, really. Are you serious? Yeah, she done lost her mind now. I think white folks ain't got any of her skin. That's what I was thinking. I said, who who is this to helping? Who is this benefiting? And then, and then she's getting rid of tennis courts to make pickleball courts. What the, oh, oh, you know, I don't understand oh, that. So we're never going to have another Venus and Serena Williams because you're taking away our damn tennis courts and, and putting some shit to senior citizens play. Give me a break. But my, my point is this, and I'm going to say it quick because I know we're out of time, but... Seniors in the District of Columbia need so many other services that $750,000 could have done a lot more for. How many of them are really going to get out there and play pickleball? I know some of them will, but really, how many? They need so much more. So I'm just really trying to understand, like, what was that move about? Are you just trying to satisfy white people? Or or is this really something that seniors in the district say, you know what we need, Mayor? We need more pickleball courts all over the city. 
I, I just don't see that. Anyway, right. Kettle's good friends with the mayor, so maybe she can figure that out. Mm-hmm. <laughs> okay. That's your girl. I try not to talk about her too bad. Yeah. All right. I'm trying not either. We need some help, though. Yes, she does. All right. Well, that wraps it up for us for this edition of A Pajama Party. Hope you enjoyed the ride, enjoyed the show, and uh, we'll do it again next week. Uh, that's about it for us. Anybody else? Anything else? Yeah, I just wanted to say, uh, hey, um, it sounds like a dragon in the room. I don't know what cattle got going on over there. I just want to pay homage to my son who, uh, who died a year ago today as well. Mm-hmm. May he rest in peace and I'll always walk in his spirit. So, Junior... I'll see you on the other side, brother. All right. Oh, my goodness. We got two minutes left. Let me see if I got time to fit in a call. Caller, quick, you got one minute. Go go for it. Hello. Welcome to the show. Hello, hello. Go back. Caller, call go right ahead. Okay. I'm assuming that they hit that button by accident. All right. Well, we're going to go ahead and... Right. Wrap it up. Uh, let's see. We're going to go ahead and say good night, and we're going to get on out of here. Any last words? Any last words? Papa Didi, go on to you. Last words. No, no. That's it. All right. Blessings to the memory of your son, and blessings to the memory of Prince. And blessings to the memory of all of those who we've lost. All right. Kettle? You gonna, I mean, Papa Didi, you going to say good night? Good night. Good night, good night, good night. All right. Kettle, you going to say good night? Good night, everybody. All right. This is Ray Y saying good night. We'll do it again next week. And we're out. Initiating shutdown sequence. Is it all over, Rock? I guess so. I bid you farewell, Arabatechi, Sayonara, and all that sort of cheers. Well, when you, I say when you gotta go, you gotta go. Well, good night. Dabiko, Sana. I regret to announce this is the end. I'm going now. Good night and good luck. Was it as good for you as it was for me? Now give me a kiss and say good night. Good night. Good night. Thank you. Goodbye now. Goodbye. Goodbye. Thank you. Goodbye. Thank you for attending our show. And good night.
Put some of my things, but it's cool to put the 